Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our guest, Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will will be joining us as well. It is April the 4th, and on this day in 1949, the United States and 11 other nations established the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, a mutual defense pact aimed at containing possible Soviet aggression against Eastern and Western Europe. NATO stood at the, as the main U.S.-led military alliance between the, against the Soviet Union throughout the duration of the Cold War. Uh, relations between the United States and the Soviet Union began to deteriorate rapidly in 1948. There were heated disagreements over the post, uh, post-war status of Germany, with the Americans assisting on German recovery and eventual rearmament, and the Soviets steadfastly opposing such actions. In June 1948, the Soviets blocked all ground travel to the American occupation zone in West Berlin, <clears throat> and only a massive uh, U.S. airlift to food and other necessities sustained the population of the zone until the Soviets relented and lifted the blockade in May of 1949. In January 1949, President Harry S. Truman warned in his State of the Union address that the forces of democracy and communism were locked in a dangerous struggle, and he called for a defensive alliance of nations in the North Atlantic, U.S. military, and in Korea. North uh, NATO was the result In April 1949, representatives from Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Great Britain, Iceland, Italy, and Luxembourg, and the Netherlands, and Norway, and Portugal joined the United States in signing the NATO agreement. The signatories agreed on an armed attack against one or more of them shall be considered an attack against all of them. President Truman welcomed the organization as a shield against aggression. Not all Americans embraced NATO. Isolationists such as Senator Robert A. Taft declared the NATO was not a peace program, it was a war program. Most, however, saw the organization as a necessary necessary response to the communist threat. (coughs) Excuse me, please. The U.S. Senate ratified the treaty by a wide margin in June of 1949. During the next few years, Greece, Turkey, and West Germany also joined. Soviet condemned NATO as a warmongering alliance and responded by setting up the Warsaw Pact, a military alliance between the Soviet Union and its Eastern European satellites, in 1955. NATO uh, lasted throughout the course of the Cold War and continues to play an important role in the post-Cold War Europe. In recent years, for example, NATO forces were active in trying to bring an end to the civil war in Bosnia. Of course, NATO just accepted Finland as as another member of the alliance. I just kind of wonder if perhaps its existence doesn't naturally create a barrier against uh, Russia. Not sure. Not sure why we even have NATO anymore. 
Well, last night, the University of Connecticut Huskies <clears throat> won its first championship title since 2014. The Huskies beat San Diego State 76-59, to a pretty overwhelming victory, and took home their fifth national title. So congratulations uh, to the Huskies. Well, Donald Trump is going to be placed under arrest today and informed that he has been charged with 34 felony accounts that's been leaked for falsification of business records, according to a source who's been briefed on the procedures for the arraignment of the former president. <clears throat> a New York uh, uh, City police arrest report summarizing the cha charges against Trump will then be prepared and entered into court system before he's led into a courtroom to be formally arraigned on the charges, none of which are uh, misdemeanors. But the source said Trump will not be put in handcuffs, placed in jail cell, or subjected to a mugshot. Typical procedures, even for white-collar defendants, until the judge is weighed in on the uh, pretrial conditions. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office, which has been consulting with the Secret Service and New York City uh, court, court officials, concluded that there was no reason to subject the former president to handcuffs or a mugshot. The stated reason for handcuffing defendants, of course, is uh, on the grounds that he might flee or the threat to district court, uh, attorney or court personnel, neither of which were judged to be relevant in the handling of this uh, situation. President Trump uh, landed at New York's LaGuardia yesterday, and uh, President uh, Trump will spend the night at uh, Trump Tower, he did last night, and show up for court arraignment around Tuesday at 2.15. Trump's lawyers will immediately file a motion to dismiss uh, after they have an opportunity to review the indictment. Uh, apparently, attorney uh, Trump's taken on a new attorney, too, which is uh, apparently his credentials are very, very impressive. Well, oil prices rose Monday after OPEC plus uh, Oil Alliance unexpectedly cut production by more than a million barrels daily. Brent crude oil, the uh, global benchmark, hit $84.80 a barrel by 8.30 a.m., an increase of uh, nearly $5 or more than 6% from where the market closed on Friday. Algeria, Gabon, uh, Iraq, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates are collectively uh, cutting production by more than a million barrels a day starting in May until the end of the year, OPEC Plus announced on Monday. <clears throat> At the same time, Russia said it's reducing production to 500,000 barrels of oil a day until the end of the year. This puts total oil production from most OPEC Plus members and Russia at about 1.6 million barrels a day. The reductions are in addition to the 2 million barrel a day cut announced in October. Those production cuts went into effect in November. Gas prices have been rising in the United States over the past month, and with the average price of a gallon of regular gas at 350 up from 339 a month ago, that according to AAA. So uh, we'll see an increase in the energy costs here in the near future around the United States, <clears throat> maybe around the globe. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis cannot officially run for president while remaining in his post under state law, but state officials may be working to change that. A proposed bill listed uh, listing on the Senate website indicates that the legislature tends to revise laws relating to elections. And while the list, listing specifies no policies, uh, WESH noted that the uh, legislature previously permitted Governors uh, Rick Scott and Charlie Crist to seek federal office while remaining governor and suggested an accommodation for DeSantis is likely. Senate uh, 
president, Kathleen Pasadoma, who we'll speak to here in uh, just a moment, uh, on Thursday evening indicated the bill would address an array of election issues. Uh, we're still researching whether or not we really need it. We just haven't had the time to do it. I can only do one thing at a time, <laughs> and we'll do that next, she continued. <clears throat> she is very busy. <clears throat> Any officer who qualifies for federal uh, public office must resign from the office he or she is presently holding if in if the terms or any part thereof run concurrently with each other that, uh, as according to the existing law. So obviously going to have to change it if, if uh, DeSantis is going to run. Reelected in 2022, DeSantis' term as governor, uh, uh, governor will not expire until 2027, meaning that a successful presidential run would uh, see his new official term overlap by roughly two years. Under present law, he would therefore be required to resign as governor. And while DeSantis remains Trump's most formidable challenger in the terms of polling, recent surveys show that the Florida governor is falling behind Trump by considerable margins. I, I would suggest, I, I think he'll probably run, but uh, I kind of hope he wouldn't. This is, uh, all, this is all focused right now on Trump sucking all the air out of the news, uh, out of the news, uh, uh, all the oxygen out of news. <coughs> Excuse me, please. <clears throat> Science is supposed to be based on objective facts and not opinions. Typically, these facts are introduced to the public via peer-reviewed scientific journals in recent years, however, one highly respected journal has deviated from this high time-honored norm, opining on the political campaigns and camp controversies that have little, if anything, to do with science. The diversion of science journals into political arena have not only harmed their publication's own credibility, it's also further eroded the public's trust in the larger scientific community. Now, I'm, I'm covering this right now because I think it's important. Uh, we, I think, I don't know about you, but for me, I have uh, less trust in science now than I've had uh, a couple, a couple, just a couple of years ago. According to a new study published by the Nature Human Behavior by economist Floyd Zhang, the study focuses criticisms on Nature, one of the world's leading journals, and the flagship publication of the portfolio that includes Nature Human Behavior. A month before the 2020 presidential election took place, Nature published a controversial editorial openly supporting then-Democrat nominee Joe Biden, blasting then-President Donald Trump's disastrous response to the COVID-19 pandemic. That editorial also criticized the former president's supposed isolationist and nationalist tendencies. The prospect of Trump's re-election war in Nature was unthinkable. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Would that give you confidence in the science they're reporting? Not me. Such high-profile political endorsements by major scientific journals, notes saying, raise numerous concerns, including backlash against the endorsing organizations and scientific expertise. Nature's uh, decision to endorse Biden caused large reductions in state, stated trust in the journal, particularly among Trump supporters, according to Zhang's study. This distrust is cascade of, has a cascading effect, lowering the demand for and trust in COVID-related information provided by uh, Nature. Zhang found, moreover, that the endorsement had little served little uh, to reduce to increase Trump's uh, or lack of reduce Trump's supports or increase uh, Biden's. So the whole thing was a waste of time and a waste of energy, and it did uh, its main accomplishment was to reduce uh, trust in science, according to Zhang. 
Besides alienating Trump supporters, a study found nature's decision to endorse Biden has little effect on Biden supporters either. Although the estimated effect on Biden supporters' trust in nature and science was positive, wrote Zhang. Throughout the paper, the Stanford PhD's message to the scientific community is loud and unambiguous. While endorsing Democrat candidates in these deeply polarizing times ultimately risks alienating more Americans and intensifying scientific mistrust, there is little evidence, he concluded, that seeing the endorsement message changes opinions about the candidates. And it reduces, again, it makes... It increases distrust in science, which has been a big problem. Do you trust the CDC? I mean, I've even uh, changed doctors as a consequence of uh, what has happened with uh, during the COVID epidemic and seeing the mismanagement of information or uh, misinformation coming out about our health. What a tragedy. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. To find out more, visit the website lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. 
Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, you should know that most health insurance plans here in the United States don't cover international travel. You want to be able to travel with confidence to know you're going to be taken care of, and for very little money, you can get insurance if you go to internationalhealthplans.com, internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us our state senator, as well as the uh, president of the Florida State Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I know you're so busy right now. One evidence of that, of course, is that the amount of legislation that's getting through and being passed. Well, it's, it, it's interesting you say that. So yesterday, the uh, uh, governor signed our uh, school safety bill, the constitutional carry bill. And um, after he signed it, he we we sat around his desk and he said, "So what have we passed this session?" And we're only we're not even halfway through. And he was just ticking them off. And I was just amazed. You know, as you as you're going through, you don't realize um, how how fast everything's moving. And uh, we've accomplished a great deal already. Absolutely have. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. Um, <clears throat> well, I know the constitutional carry is passed. How about open carry? Where does that stand? Well, um, <clears throat> I do not support uh, open carry. Um, I take my cue from our, our Florida sheriffs who uh, are supporting the constitutional carry, which is you don't need a permit from the gover- government uh, to carry your concealed weapon. Uh-huh. Um, open carry is a different issue. The sheriffs do not support it. And my philosophy is, you know, I'm going to rely on the experts because I'm not an expert on, on weapons at all. And this is what the sheriffs have uh, committed to. And, and that's why I support uh, the constitutional carry permitless. Uh, uh, sounds pretty prudent to me. Also, if, it, if Rome wasn't built in the day, you could certainly take your time on this and see how this goes. So uh, good, thanks for that update. Um, so much is being uh, affected right now. How's your uh, affordable housing bill going? Well, the governor signed that. It it uh, it passed both uh, bodies it, <clears throat> unanimously in the Senate. I think there were only a few there were a few votes uh, against it in the House, and they were uh, Democrats that do not support uh, our prohibition against rent control, which is to me that's a very important um, aspect of the bill that local governments should not impose. Uh, controls on what people can charge in rent. It didn't work in New York City um, many years ago, and and it wouldn't work here in Florida. No, it won't work. And as a matter of fact, I I lived in Southern California for a while. The uh, legislature passed a bill to have rent controls, and I forgot what community it was. It's close to uh, Los Angeles. But in any event, uh, they they said the maximum increase in rent could be 10%. All rents went up immediately 10%. (laughs) Right. <laughs> the opposite opposite true. intent. <laughs> of course, <laughs> just amazing. Um, yeah, well, that and that bill is is doing well. The um, wildlife corridor um, bill that we passed early, our first week is up in the house this week, and the uh, uh, we hope the governor will sign that uh, the week after next or next week rather. We're we're having a big celebration of the corridor and. Uh, Carlton Ward will be here. He's been spearheading efforts, and so that'll be kind of cool. Absolutely. Now, uh, the governor, apparently to current law, uh, is unable to uh, throw himself into the ring as a candidate for president while he's serving as governor. 
Apparently, there's solutions that the state legislature has taken in the past with, with regard for uh, Rick Scott and Charlie right. Christ. Uh, right. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, we uh, there are there's different um, different positions on that. We're still researching it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the resign to run issue. Um, my my uh, my opinion is it doesn't matter who our governor is. It could be Democrat, Republican, Independent. Doesn't matter that if our go the governor of our state decides to run for president, that's a good thing. And uh, if we need to, I, I would support uh, including uh, a resigned to run pro uh, provision in our elections bill. It's not there yet or now, but we do have time and we're still doing the research. Sounds good. And I understand that you're looking at other things when it comes to elections as well. We are. We, uh, we've gotten some suggestions from the supervisors of elections, from the Secretary of State, and actually everyday citizens. And uh, we have a bill that we just filed or that uh, uh, the Elections Committee just filed yesterday. It's a page. It's got a lot in it. I haven't even had a chance to read it yet. Uh, just unbelievable how busy you must absolutely must be right now. So uh, anything else that you'd like to share with us? No, just stay tuned. I mean, we're, we're halfway through session today, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll, we're, the budget, which is our big issue, we, uh, uh, we passed yesterday our Senate budget and the House's uh, budget. We're a little bit apart, but not far. And then we'll be going into conference in two weeks to uh, hammer out all the details, and, and hopefully we'll be able to get the budget done uh, a day early. And uh, which I think will be great, and then we can focus on some of the issues important to our colleagues. Absolutely. Has the governor submitted a budget for you all to re review before you created your own? Yes, he did at the end of the year. So, And we incorporate a lot of what he suggested. Yeah, outstanding. Well, before I let you go, just uh, any thoughts or comments about the arraignment of the president uh, and his trip to New York today? <laughs> Uh, honestly, I have not even focused on that. My focus is the state of Florida. Uh -huh. uh, I, I can only uh, I can only do so much. Uh, what will happen will happen. Well, you know what? We're just so grateful for your taking time with us today, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. My pleasure, indeed. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. <clears throat> I think this red tide or <clears throat> perhaps uh, allergies is getting to me, but uh, nevertheless, so I apologize for all the clearing of my throat. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. Barefoot in the Park, Neil Simon's great play is playing right now at Gulf Shore Playhouse, getting rave reviews. And you can get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, former uh, radio host in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And now down here, uh, enlightening us, Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. And this is kind of a difficult subject to talk about, but it's one that I think our country as a whole needs to discuss is the increase in kids, young kids, uh, ages between the ages of 1 and 18, uh, killed by guns, yeah. homicides. Do you know that it is now the leading cause of death amongst kids? Used to be diseases. Kids would die of diseases. And then we, when we became a country of automobiles, both prior and after the invention of seatbelts, uh, automobile accidents became the leading cause. And now it's homicides. Yeah, that's uh, scary statistics on that. I will note it, uh, it's kind of alarming. I mean, obviously, uh, the shooting was tragic if in, uh, I think it was t- Tennessee, <clears throat> in the Christian school, in the Covenant Christian school, uh, there's uh, three children and three adults killed, uh, and of course, the killer killed as well. But the, the thing is, that, that is big news, but how about all the kids that are killed every week in Chicago? I mean... Every weekend that you find so many people that have been killed and, it's, and people are numb to it. They just don't even pay attention. That's exactly right. It's interesting you say that. The mass shootings are what get our attention. Uh-huh. But there are thousands of kids that are killed by guns and they never receive public attention. Well, see, and uh, this, of course, feeds the narrative for the left in terms of gun control. But I would say this, that the real problem is uh, mental health. Here in the United States, anybody that would pull a trigger and kill a child is obviously uh, mentally unstable and, and needs help. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, if you, get, if you take away the guns, uh, how are the good people going to protect themselves? You know, I, I don't know what the answer is, Bob. I really don't. Yeah. I'm not a big proponent of guns. I think you and I probably differ on that. Uh-huh. I just, I don't like guns. Uh, you know, we're not shooting buffalo and killing Indians anymore. You know, it's a different day and age, and I really don't like assault weapons. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any way we need those. But that being said, you know, this is intraviolence, 
80% of white kids are killed by white people. Yeah. 90% of black kids are killed by blacks. So it's black on black and white on white. And the other interesting thing is, is that if you compare the United States to similarly large and wealthy nations, as an example, Canada, uh-huh. the United States accounts for 46% of the child population, almost half of the child population, but 97% of all child gun deaths. We are a dangerous nation. We have become a dangerous nation. So repeat that, I didn't quite catch it. Uh, Okay, this is against similarly large and wealthy nations, like compares to Canada. uh We have 46% of the child population, but 97% of all child gun deaths. In the world? Yes. I see. Okay. That's alarming. That is, uh, those are alarming statistics. Alarming. We have become a dangerous nation. And, you know, when I drop my kids off at school, there are cops standing there. Uh-huh. And I think to myself, what's wrong with this picture? Well, I mean, I think that's my reaction is what's right with this picture. I mean, the fact that we have security at our schools, I think, is a great thing. And I do, but see how we've normalized it. Yeah, um, we shouldn't be in a position where you got to have a cop at school, at a at a kindergarten school. You know, there's just something so wrong with that. Yeah. Um, well, and I I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I'm not I'm not saying it's gun control. You know, they say some of it's the pandemic. People were isolated. Yeah. And mental health. I'm sure there are a lot of extenuating circumstances. But, you know, when each kid is lost, there's whole communities, whole families, whole neighborhoods, whole schools where people are exposed and experience, you know, really serious, long-lasting impact. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine the uh, post-traumatic distress disorder that's created for children? No. Are, are, are actually part of that. I mean, you see the, the unfortunate ones that are killed, but also the, the ones that have for, see, see it or experienced it or were part of it, that'll be with them for the rest of their lives. Yes, yes. And that's the tragedy of all of it. It's, it's you know, it's like you throw the stone in and you get the ripple effect. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, To give you an example of how this is, I mean, it has escalated to an alarming rate. In 2019, there were 600, say almost 700 murders of kids. Mm -hmm. Last year, 2021, there were 3,500. Wow. Alarming increase. Well, the one thing I think that would be helpful, uh, for most part, uh, schools are gun-free zones. And of course, if you're somebody's intent on killing kids in that kind of disorder, like the guy that uh, killed the kids in the in this uh, Covenant school, I mean, uh, if it's a gun-free zone, that's very you know that's just an open invitation if somebody has evil intent. I'm for having teachers who voluntarily uh, want to carry. Uh, guns in the classroom, provided that they are trained properly, not, and they have a background check. You know, they don't. We, we've uh, determined that there's no risk because who cares more about the uh, kids than the parent? You know, the parents care the most, but obviously the teachers care a, a lot too. So, 
this uh, remember the thing that happened down in Evaldi with the where the uh, sheriff yeah. didn't didn't enter for a long period of time. That was unconscionable. Yeah, and you know, on this one, this last one, this little Christian school, the thing that I thought was so scary was they did all the right stuff. They locked the doors. Mm -hmm. They did all the right stuff. And this guy or girl, I can't, you know, it was a transgender, so I'm not sure where that person was and all of that. They just blew out the doors with a gun. Yeah. And he, he stepped through the doors. I mean, do you have metal door? Ay, yeah, yeah. I mean... To see the video of this person blowing out the doors and then going in with the assault rifle, yeah. it's horrifying. Yeah, it is indeed. I, I do salute and commend the uh, police officers or sheriff's officers that showed up within 13 minutes after getting the 911 call. That is a spectacular response. Unfortunately, you know, uh, I, I said to the sheriff, uh, Scott, who was a sheriff in Lee County, uh, I talked to him about the, this issue, and he said, you know, we talk about the sheriff's office being first responders. He said, the first responders is not the sheriff. It's not the law. We're, we're simply investigating what happened and uh, following up on what happened. He said, the first responder is the victim. And, uh, yeah. and in my mind, uh, I, like you, I'm uncomfortable around guns. I don't own a gun. I've, I've, tried, I've gone to gun practice. I've taken lessons. All guns are not for me. But I tell you, I think it's just so important that people who have the proper training and the confidence and the mental alertness to, to carry a gun, I think it's, they're our first responders. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It, it isn't that scary. Yeah. You know, you're a teacher, and now you got to carry a gun. Yeah. Well, And, I and think you know, I'll tell you, to, to give you an idea of how crazy all of this is, I would love to mentor kids, you know, to go into a middle school or go into a high school. Yeah. I've got the, the heebie-jeebies about spending time in a school because of that, because of the threat of violence. And then I think, oh, my God, I'm an adult, yeah. and, and I'm afraid to go where we're sending our kids? How crazy is that? I know. Well, I will say this, uh, Boo Mortensen, uh, for our listeners that may not be aware, you've been extremely active in mentoring kids. Uh, and you've mentored kids at, in Immokalee that have uh, really had great lives. And in fact, you've seen them now graduate from college and uh, having families. You maintain contact with them. To me, I just admire that so much. Well, thank you. They're yeah. great kids. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations to you. Again, uh, Boo Mortensen, I know you've got things to take care of right now. So <laughs> I really appreciate your coming on the show. This has been a fascinating and interesting conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. Thank you as well. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with Seton Motley. Before we do, I just want to point out that <clears throat> uh, starting Wednesday evening, tomorrow evening through Saturday, and this has been going on for a while, but from 4 to 8 p.m., Lulabee's Diner is serving a great dinner, not only great breakfast and lunch, but also a great dinner. They serve uh, beer and wine as well. They serve comfort food as well as some great seafood items. Chef Richie's creating salmon, snapper, grouper, all just really wonderful. In fact, we're going to be going there this week to enjoy the great food at Lulabee's Diner. That's right there in the uh, Green Tree Shopping Center. I hope you'll uh, do that sometime this week or next. Uh, again, at Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodge University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website, choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Linda Harden. Right now we have with us Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Always uh, edifying our conversations. Tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and I wish it was more edifying to people in government. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you wrote a great piece uh, in uh, lessgovernment.org. Defense Department helps China in the name of national security. You can't make this stuff up. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, and this, by the way, uh, is going on for years. This went on throughout the Trump administration. This this idiocy. There was a company, and okay, we talked about wireless spectrum. It's it's what everything wireless uses, from your cell phone all the way down to your key fob for your car to unlock your car from a distance. And it's a finite resource, and not all of it is of equal quality. It's think of it as a monopoly board. There's some of it's boardwalk and park place, some of it's Baltic and Mediterranean avenues, and there's everything in between. And you use the, you know, the spectrum to pack it in with uh, the technology necessary to connect your cell phones and all that. Well, the way the world works is whatever country, you know, you have four, right now we're fourth generation wireless 4G. We're moving towards 5G. Mm-hmm. And the way the world works is, and by the way, 5G is 
exponentially larger than one through four combined. It's the, with five G, you're going to have your, you know, everything's going to inanimate is going to be connected. You're going to have your car talking to the roads, the road talking to the street light, and this creates reams of data that you know you want to keep a, a, a good eye on. And the way the world works is whoever gets to the next generation first, whatever country gets to the next generation first sets the global standards. Mm. And of course, you can guess, Bob, there's always a, it's always a two country race. Guess which two countries did it? Well, I'm going to guess China and the United States. Yeah. Yes. So, um, we've been first every time, one through four. Mm-hmm. It's about a tie now between us and the US. Well, the government was kind of not involved in wireless for one through four, which is why they're first, frankly. Uh, one of the reasons. And, and now in 5G, the, the spectrum is like, it's kind of like a monopoly board. It's, 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 it goes low, low, medium, and high band, and it's connected. You know, the, it has neighborhoods. There are ranges, and you buy a range, and it's, you have neighbors on either side of you. Well, there's a company that was called Lightstream, and this fiasco went on so long, they went, out of, they went broke and rebranded as Legato. And they bought some Spectrum, and they were going to put 5G on it. Well, the Defense Department got in and said, next door to their Spectrum is GPS Spectrum. And they were lying, basically, for years, Hmm. saying that it was going to block GPS. Legato doing what they wanted to do on their Spectrum was going to block GPS. Well, after like five, six years of this lie that it was going to block GPS, the Federal Communications Commission, which is the alleged government expert on this, looked at it, under Trump, by the way, under Trump, yes, Trump FCC, and voted 5 nothing. That means the two Democrats agreed that it was not going to screw up GPS. Shut up, go away. Now, of course, this is government. You could have done a, a, a might you know, could have done this in a year, maybe, do a right. minor build-out right next to the GPS spectrum and see if anything got interfered with, you know, do a test model, and that would have taken maybe a year, but the government doesn't think like... Well, this is a big deal. Uh, yes. No, it's not a problem. Yeah. Well, then the Defense Department doesn't give it up. It starts. It changes its argument. Okay, this is about. We need the spectrum for national security, because the government holds sixty percent of the spectrum, the available spectrum in the United States, huh. and a lot of the really good spectrum. A lot of the Marvin Gardens and you know, <laughs> you know those that spectrum, Pennsylvania right. Avenue, uh, Boardwalk, uh, and they're not using it efficiently. You know, they, they, they buy waterfront property and put up a, you know, a, a 400-square-foot house where they should put a condo high-rise. They're just, you know, they're shocker they're not using it efficiently. So anyway, so they switched their argument. They finally get disproven on, on, on uh, GPS grounds and start claiming national security, which, of course, is amorphous. And, you know, if you ask them how or why it's going to affect national security, oh, we can't tell you that. That would affect national security. Right. So it's just this, it's just this veil they hide behind. And, so, so um, Seton, let me just understand this. So basically, what you're saying is there's plenty of uh, spectrum available and high, well, not high quality. That's the point. Quite, but it, but the but the United States government is hoarding it and not making it available to right. expand five G for private use to build up five G. <clears throat> and so, in the name of national security, the Defense Department is helping China because China's not wasting years doing lying about. Spectrum use huh. and slowing down all, their advancement, so they're advancing unimpeded, 
while that our own defense department is blocking our development of 5G and thus our ability to get there first and set the global standards, and they're doing it in the name of national security. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up. So, see, any comments or thoughts on the, the whole notion of an artificial intelligence popped to my mind? Is there? I'm, I'm, I'm with Elon Musk. I think it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's that line from uh, Jeff Goldblum in the original Jurassic Park. You were in such a hurry to see if you should, you never stopped to ask if you, if, you know, you, you, you were in such a rush to see if you could, you never stopped to ask if you should. Yeah, so is, is there some sort of a confluence? Problem. I mean, with you, the way you described 5G and its expanded capability and power, along with uh, AI, it sounds like this confluence of these two events can be pretty terrifying. That's, that's an interesting point, yes. That, that, that they can be used together um, to control everyone's movement, everyone's, uh, uh. yeah, everyone's movement. They know where you are. They're, they're rapidly processing where you are from a, you know, via AI. Um, I'm not a, you know, I'm, 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 I'm of two kind of diametrically opposed thoughts. One is I used to have a Roomba robot vacuum and it was supposed to learn where not to go to get stuck. And it got stuck in the same spot every day. <laughs> so, so I'm not, you know, I was like, okay, but like 25% of the jobs in the United States uh -huh. are, are driving related. Our, our, and so it, when we when we get to driverless cars, yeah, that's a real problem for the U.S. economy and, and, and the average American. And I think that's a problem. I mean, I'm dealing with a guy now who's from Belize, who's in the U.S., who's a long haul trucker. Yeah. What happens to him? Yeah. So I'm not a fan. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm all for technological advancement, but not at the expense of, human, of the human race. That and makes that sense. That seems to be largely negative for the human race. All right. Last question, Seton. Uh, so how are we doing in the race for 5G? It's about a tie. Uh, like I said, the government has a lot of our spectrum, and, and they need to more rapidly. They have these – even the government does this wrong. Even when they make stuff available for the private sector – they had these ridiculous reverse auctions yeah. where they, <laughs> like they, 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 the department that has it sells it to the FCC and then the FCC sells it. And I guess that makes sense. Some of the reverse auctions are private to private. And that doesn't make any sense. If you want, if, if AT&T has some spectrum you want and I'm Verizon, I'll go and buy it from AT&T. Why do I have to wait for the FCC to buy it and then turn around and sell it to me? Yeah. Uh, except they want to cut. They want to be a middleman. We're, we're, it's a tie. It's you mean tie the government is skimming? Oh, shocker. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, to, to, to use the mafioso <clears throat> term, they're, they're wetting their beak. Yeah, unbelievable. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. Some great pieces written by uh, Seton on uh, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. 
With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and they know the policy and they prepare newly elected officials to uh, pass legislature, uh, le- legislation in the legisla- state legislatures as well as nationally. You can find out more by visiting the very robust website, VFGA. Uh, .org. We have with us my lovely wife, Linda. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Happy Easter week. Happy Easter week, Linda. You know, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on the arraignment, uh, the indictment of President Donald Trump. He flew into New York yesterday, all kinds of rumors and leaking information. In fact, I heard that uh, it's it's actually a felony to leak information about the- Ten years. Ten years in jail. Yep. Well, anyhow, it's been happening. All kinds of leaks. So apparently over 30 uh, different... Uh, uh, 34. 34 counts. And uh, now they're even talking about some sort of a gag order on the president, if you can believe it. No that. handcuffs, no mugshot. Yeah, that's good. So, but uh, this whole thing, this it's is... It's a clown show. It's just... Uh, just so you know, I mean, it, it's just so... The, the It's so... This is like the biggest distraction they could possibly muster because all this stuff is coming out about Biden's bank records showing his nefarious activities with China, with with Ukraine. All this stuff is, and and they're getting backed into a corner. They had to have to distract. They had to distract. And this is I don't know what they can do after this one. Yeah, this is kind of well. Of course, there's a couple of other. Uh, there's a case that's developing in Georgia. Have been developing for a long time. So, well, well, Alan Dershowitz said so on several occasions that they don't have any basis for doing that either. They're just trying to make stuff up. Yeah. They're making stuff up. They just don't want his name on the ballot. And the more they do, uh, I'm convinced, the more popular Trump... Well, in fact, the evidence is the polls demonstrate his popularity is going up. Skyrocketing, and he's making money. I mean, the, his campaign is 
bringing in the money like crazy. Well, I think it's the latest number, $7 million. Right, and and now the, the if you believe polls or not, I mean, I you know, you kind of tend to believe the polls that are in your favor, but, but Maria Bartiromo is reporting this morning that 74% of people polled say that this whole thing is politically motivated. And it, and anyone who isn't deaf, dumb, and blind can ab- absolutely see what's going on. Alvin Bragg won't prosecute criminals in his own city. Right. I mean, they, they've got people getting mugged in the, in the subway. They've got people getting stabbed. They've got people getting shot, whatever. He won't touch them. Or, or if, he, if they're arrested, he lets them go the next day. This is so hypocritical. It is just screaming. And, and people, you know, people, they've interviewed people on the streets of New York. This one woman said, I don't even, I changed my time to go places because I'm, I won't go um, on the subway. I'm scared to go down there. Yeah, apparently a guy <clears throat> was uh, at a parking garage. He was an attendant. And he saw somebody looking through some cars, and the guy saw him, and he shot the, ten- the attendant. Right. Uh, the uh, uh, attendant uh, wrestled the gun away from him and shot him back, and uh, he's being accused of attempted murder. That's by Alvin Bragg. Congratulations, George Soros. You really picked a doozy in this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if it was worth your million buckaroos. You know, you and that's why do we have these evil people who have so much money that are fen- funding these uh, nefarious and awful things that are going on in our country. It's just you know, You know, I, I've, I've told you about these books, Calm, uh, The Calm Before the Storm and The Great Awakening by mm-hmm. Dave Hayes. Um, and I'm back to reading it again. Mm-hmm. And um, way back when John F. Kennedy was president, he was warning about stuff like this happening, that this was this was has been happening and will continue to happen. How these these uh, dark societies and all these things would be taking over the governments all over the world, and and now it's happening, and it's all about it. I mean, you'll see it in the banking institution with the Federal Reserve. Everything that's happening now, um, with uh, the illegitimate person who's in the White House, who they're trying to hide all the time. Now they're even now. What's so interesting is that they're getting frustrated because Biden is not going to even announce whether he's running or not. So it puts it puts um, any other candidate who would want to run in in real dire straits because they can't get campaign uh, campaign going for. So the Democratic Party is shooting themselves in the foot big time. Yeah, well, uh, it's a bad time. You know, if he he were to announce right now that Trump is sucking all the political air out of the room, and uh, if, if uh, Biden were to announce this week, it would be. <laughs> Back page news. I'm sure he would like to make sure the timing is better for his announcement. There is no timing. He can't compose a sentence. I know. I mean, he can't even figure out how to get off the stage when he's when he's trying to, you know. By the way, can I just say this about Biden, just to segue into another topic? This guy, Marjorie Taylor Greene on 60 Minutes called called Biden and, and the Democratic Party pedophiles. Yeah. And, and I mean, you'll see Joe Biden... Um, with his hands all over little kids, yeah, right. And even last week, when he was in Mississippi viewing the, which he couldn't pronounce, he couldn't even, he didn't even know where he was. Right. He was saying he was in the Rolling Stone. What an idiot! <laughs> um, and and he's got his hands all over this little this little African American girl. He's trying to play with her sweater. Marjorie Taylor Greene called yeah. it out. Well, I see, and of course. Uh, I've forgotten who was uh, who was interviewing her, but it Leslie, uh, Leslie Stahl. Stahl. That's right. So Leslie Stahl said, 
you're calling the Democrats pedophiles? And she said, well, the pedophiles are, I believe, in grooming. And uh, she started listing off these things that demonstrate evidence of, of uh, being pedophiles. She says, that's the definition of a pedophile. She didn't back down a bit. No, nope. And, 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 and all Leslie Stahl could, Stahl could do was roll her eyes. It's going to be, I, I wonder if they're even going to air it on 60 Minutes. They did. It was Sunday night. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And they, they, they made, Steve Bannon was talking about it yesterday, and they made sure, Marjorie Taylor Greene made sure that none of it was edited. Ah. So let, let's just go, go to all this evil that's going on in the world. Um, that's another thing that, that, uh, this administration wanted to distract from. By the way, if you'll notice, anytime something bad is happening in the Democratic Party, guess what happens? There's a mass shooting. Hmm. How convenient. And so what did they want to distract from most recently is that that's transgender person shooting the, that Christian school in um, and killing six people, including three children, in Nashville. Now, the Biden's press secretary, in case you missed it, yeah. these three nine-year-old babies and three adults in this Christian, let me just emphasize the word, Christian school, yeah. are murdered by this transgender. And Biden's press secretary says the transgender community is under, under attack. assault, yeah. Uh, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, I'm expecting any day now to lightning come down from heaven and just, and just... Blow this up. There is so much evil going on in this world now. It is just stunning. Even in our own city, in Naples, uh, Florida, there are these drag queens that are trying to push this show downtown in front of children. Yeah. Thank goodness there are parties in the in the Naples City Council that are that are moving, um, and in, and a bunch of other people who who we've notified that are moving against this. But their argument is, oh, we need to ex- make sure our children are exposed to all ways of life. Well, you know what? You can go do your own little drag show in your own living room and do it to your own kids, but you will not yeah. do it to the to the, the rest of the children in this in this uh, county. It's, uh, so well said, Linda. Well, you know what? Tonight, um, the president, uh, if things go the way are planned, he's going to fly back to Florida to uh, Mar-a-Lago, and he's scheduled to make a speech at eight fifteen. I won't miss it. This evening, and that's going to be on Newsmax.com. I don't know if other news outlets... Are I bet to... Real America's Voice does it. Real America's Voice, so uh, <clears throat> I don't expect... By the way, just so you know, the way they've covered... And, and can I just... I know we're running out of time. But just to back up for just a second, um, Brett Baer from Fox News, they were following Trump when he, land, when he took off from Palm Beach, when yeah. he landed in New York, the motorcade, all the... And he says he hasn't gotten this much attentions um, since he came down the escalator in 2016, even when he announced his this run for president for 2024. Yeah. And he says, even we're at fault for that, that we haven't given him coverage. Boom. I couldn't believe that Brett well, Baer said that. Well, I hope that uh, my, my point... So, that, I, so I'm thinking that they may cover it. And yes, the way it's during Tucker's show. And I hope so. And my hope is that uh, our listening audience will uh, tune in to Trump tonight too at 8.15. Again, Newsmax.com is, is one source. And there may be others, but the point is that I'm sure he's going to have some important comments tonight in, about uh, what's going on. Newsmax is on channel 1115 on Comcast for those who are interested. All right. Well, thank you for that. And thank you so much for joining us here on the show. You're welcome. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, honey. All right. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we've got great guests lined up for tomorrow. 
including uh, Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. I hope you join us tomorrow. Also, your comments on the show, I always appreciate them. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.